0: cool 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 um well i've been listening to the new album um nonstop for the past couple of weeks lately and uh i don't know what you guys are hearing from whoever else you're talking to for these interviews but i was just it's insanely blown away insanely blown away i mean I, i've loved everything um but uh i really i don't know i wasn't expecting it and, and you know i listened to the singles when they came out and uh i couldn't believe that. Like, uh the surprises that were still left on the album, the twists and turns, you know, it feels, uh, I don't know. It feels a lot different than the last one, you know, uh, which I love that one too. But, uh, did you guys set out to go that wild with it to just really like push it to another level, you know, cause it just sounds so different than, than the last one or I mean really any of them.
1: I think, I think in a way for sure. <laughs> um, but part of that's just like natural growth. I think on our end too, we're like we we're never content to kind of do the same thing twice. And it's always a question for us of like how can we push ourselves further? Whether that be like actual technical playing or like songwriting or just incorporating new ideas that we haven't done before. Um, and honestly, just being open and being completely completely free with one another. I think during the creative process of of not really shutting anything down and like. I think part of the excitement of the record kind of flows from that philosophy that we took just like all right all bets are off we can kind of do whatever we want and and let's let's explore and see what we can do and i think thinking of the last record in comparison to this one like we we also just had a lot of time um which was unintentional of course like we didn't we didn't plan the pandemic but um a lot of the record underwent all kinds of different shifts and changes from because we had stuff written a lot of stuff written honestly um like long before the pandemic even happened and a lot of that, those ideas we got to really like sit and marinate in and, and change and edit and in some cases like completely gut and like transform you know um so i think in a way there's this nice uh, swath of time that we were able to like spend a little more time reflecting on the sound and where we were headed and make a bunch of adjustments, honestly.
0: You were saying that you guys really had like, you know, I forget the word you used, but no rules or all bets were off. I mean, do you, uh, did you guys have anything where, does it ever happen where it's too far? You're like, that's not horrendous anymore. Or is it pretty much like it goes where it goes and that's it?
2: I think, I don't think there's, it ever went too far where like we can't do this. We just get to points where like ah, that's like sounds dumb or something. <laughs> that's kind of the limit, I think. I don't think we ever had any ideas that we were like, that's cool, but we're straying too far. Or, you know what I mean? It's more just limit. We we just kind of do whatever we think fits, and if it seems to
1: fit, even if if, if it's a stranger idea, we usually just go with it. And then, like, even funnier, like a lot of those two crazy ideas like we still record anyway um because we i mean we record everything with damien so like the blessing and the curse of that is that we have infinite time in a way to for these like musical shenanigans that happen um and a lot of there are nights where we spend like two hours chasing some incredibly ludicrous idea and by the end of the two hours we're just like look at each other like ah this is this is too much we gotta cut this <laughs> um but it's always worth it's like a fun uh, expenditure of time i think in, in my eyes i think we have it's there's such a joy of just taking it further and further and further that even if the end of the road like isn't something we want to keep it's like well you know it was cool to try that and we we did it with fidelity and maybe it's not something that we want but there are so many times when that, that road is taken and it, it comes up with a complete gem. So it's just exploring, I think, in a way.
0: That's, yeah, that's rad. So it's just more of like, if it feels right, it's good. If it's uh, if it just doesn't feel right, then, then, then leave it for later or scrap it. That's cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think like, A thing that has always kind of guided us, like I growing up, I just always hated bands that like had a ton of influences, but those influences were just kind of like copy and pasted into the music. So it'd be like we're gonna play this heavy thrash part, and then there's gonna be suddenly like a jazz fusion section that Mm -hmm. actually sounds like jazz fusion or something, you know? And I just always found that really hokey. So I think ours has been a journey of like as we're growing and evolving as as musicians and as people. Um, both on like musical ideas and just our own worldviews and things like that. Um, finding ways to to make those things horrendous. So it's like, okay, if I'm listening to this this interesting style of music that has completely taken over my mental space recently or my soul or something, like it's not a question of bringing that in so much as like stretching out the walls of what the band is. It's like, okay this is what the band has accomplished this is how we sound and how do we break down the borders that are around it right now and then like push them out just a little bit farther um and it really does feel like in some cases like we're there there is some set piece of land or place i don't know some like mystical place that is the band's sound and with every record it's like we have a little flashlight that we're illuminating like one more piece of it like ah we have this now too and i think part of what what me anyway and i'm sure the others would agree of like continuing to make records is because there is still that thrill of like where else can we take this and i still think there's there's plenty of ground to cover personally and i'm excited i'm honestly excited to start the new one um And I think that's the reason why it's just, there's this feeling that there is still something there to, to experience and to, to experiment with. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. I love that. And I love hearing, like, I'm always so interested in like what you guys are going to incorporate next. You know, it's just like the best thing about a band like you guys where you know, you're not getting the same thing. I mean, I like bands that do that where I know what I'm getting, but, um, I definitely come to horrendous with like, what are they going to try next? What are they going to do? And, um, That is so cool how you guys do it in a way that's, yeah, it sounds natural. Just sounds like you guys filtering other things in there and making it your own. Because I do think that, uh, I don't know, it's just a weird thing when bands try new things. And sometimes it works so well. And sometimes it can, you know, totally fall short. I mean, I think it's always awesome. I mean, I think a band should do that. You know, like even if it's not what I want or what somebody wants, like I'd rather a band uh, do that and be happy and, and motivated versus like just doing it because you have to or whatever. And I don't know. I wonder if some of that comes down to like, I mean, you guys, you guys all have uh, jobs outside of this. This is something you're doing. You love, I'm sure, you know, you love doing it. It's not like the way you're making a living and all that. Um, I don't know. Does that make a, does that have a part in like, I'm just thinking of a career band. I'm just going to think of like a cannibal corpse, you know, you know, or I don't know, any band like that where they're, that's their life, that's their career, for them to experiment, that would be wild, you know, and if they lose their fan base, then that's it, you know, and and maybe they wouldn't care either way, you know, I'm kind of just talking out of my ass here, but, you know, for a band like you guys, like, you know, it's just what you guys want to do, I feel like there'd be a little bit more freedom in there and a little more, um, you know, there's, you always have that risk, your fans could lose you, but like, you're still going to probably... I would assume you guys are still going to do it anyways.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying is probably very true. Um, And and I I will also add, I think, at this point, the people that like us and still are on board expect us to continue evolving and changing shape by a little bit. Um, I'm sure we've lost some people, and that's just going to happen. But... I imagine a lot of, at this point a lot of people that are paying attention to us are like ready for whatever at a certain point, you know what I mean? Um, and curious to see what we do, if anything. But yeah, also I think just because we've been lucky to have some measure of success that kind of convinces you whatever you're doing is right, you know, and gives you more confidence to try this new stuff. And like you said, we're not. doesn't really matter if anyone likes the record at the end of the day obviously we want people to, but we're doing basically doing what we want to do and just trying to create the craziest thing we can make basically for our own, for fun, honestly, at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. What I was going
1: to say real quick, like, yeah, obviously it's real good for people to love it. (laughs) People have really been loving this new one. Um, But uh, it, it is also fun being that band where it's, Honestly, after every single release, there's someone that's like, they'll never top this record. And then they're kind of done. It's like, I still see people that are like, nothing's as good as The Chills. And then there's the other group of people. It's like, nothing will ever be as good as Ectasis. Nothing will ever be good. As, and it's like, I think with each push forward, like we do lose some some people who were only liked the first record or only liked the first and second record, you know? Um, but I, in a way, I kind of take pride in that though. Because it's, it's proof that we are changing, and proof that we're we're really moving in different directions, and which which I think is is forward in a straight line, or up perhaps ascending. But um, there is there is always a slight joy that I get in seeing that it's everybody kind of has their favorite record and some aspects that they love about it, and then the real fans i think the true the the deepest fans are the ones that love everything and are kind of just as jay said waiting to see what happens next
0: yeah yeah just this a random thought that just came to me but like do you guys have any bands that um that you can think of that just do a really great job like you guys do with progressing their sound but keeping it great. You know, I can think of bands that don't do that so well or that in my, that I fell off, fell off with, I could just think of like an opeth where it progressed out of something that I don't listen to as much, even though I, I still like it. Um, Or I could think of like a death, you know, where it's like they progress and I liked it all the way through, you know, is there anything like that for you guys where it's just like a, a band that progressed really well throughout their career?
2: I mean, death is certainly a big one for us. I think, I think most of us at least are fans kind of all the way through the catalog and think they didn't really, don't really have any missteps in a way that they kept going in a good.
0: Oh, I think you muted it, man.
2: Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was just saying they were going in a good direction. Basically.
1: I think we would agree on that. (laughs) Self-censoring. I, uh, Cynic comes to my mind too. So I also think like, they're one of the few bands like death where I don't really know which era I like better. It's like, I really love the focus. Um, but I also really love the new stuff that they've been doing. Um, and the, the more obvious, but also perhaps less obvious answer, I, I think Judas Priest, honestly, Mm. like, and that's, they're one of my favorite bands and thinking of like the, the absolutely wild scope of their career from their first record to up until like painkiller at least, I think they were always changing and always kind of seeking out something new and were successful so many times in doing that. And I do think that's part of their staying power as well. It's like if you if you make a greatest hits of that band's discography, it's you could listen to it for three hours and not be bored. And I think that's really rare for most bands. Like, I love Iron Maiden, but you make a greatest hits of that band, 10 songs in, 11 <laughs> songs in, you're like, all right, I've heard everything they're doing, you know? And I and I, I think... It's a testament to their staying power and, and how much they did carve their own space but i've just always admired Judas priest for just the the sheer scope of what they've done and how they like mastered everything too even like the hair metal album is kind of great it's like it's not my favorite one but
0: it's a good time it's
1: it's still good yeah for what they were doing it's pretty good
0: yeah For sure. (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that. Just this past winter, I was like pretty heavy in on that one. Just listening to it for like a couple weeks every day. But yeah, it's a great example, man. It's like any band like that where you can get some different... uh, You can put on different albums for different moods, different vibes. And yeah, that's a good one. I would never would have thought of. What about like... um, What about like the... Like, you know, people will kind of argue sometimes about like if a band not to go on this progression stuff too much but like if like a band i guess guess like death would be a good example like chuck decided to once it once he stopped doing the death growls and got a new vocalist it was like we're gonna do a new band it's a new project um instead of changing the sound extremely with a new name new band versus like staying with the same band name and totally like evolving out of your sound like do you think it matters or or no
1: I I do think there's some like intangible boundary. Um, I've have considered the same in thinking about horrendous. Like, at what point is it not horrendous anymore? And I imagine it might just be like this intuitive thing where you where we're sitting down to write songs again at some point after like another album or two, and and maybe there will come a time where we just don't feel like what we want to do makes sense under this under this entity, and in the I actually I was thinking about this recently it's funny you mentioned like the Control Denied thing because I, I don't like the Control Denied album but I also feel like it catches a lot of flack perhaps unfairly because I, it was a tra- it, like they're still transitioning into like doing something else and I imagine if they still did that band and they had a chance for like another record or something or two it would have evolved into something really cool and I don't know I I just think there's there's some like deep kind of philosophical like feeling or idea that that must come off in, in one's mind where it's like this is this project has reached its end and it's done everything that it can do. And like going back to this like dark land imagery from earlier, it's like we found the boundary and this is it and and we're content with that being what it is. And what we want to do next is is has to be something new. We have mm. to leave. You know.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I get that. It, it, I don't know. It's not. I mean, at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter. Obviously, you know. It's like if a band wants to do it, fine. You know. It's just one of those things to that me as a music dork kind of thinks about once in a while is like, where, do, where are those boundaries? And you know, certain bands it just, it doesn't matter and certain ones it matters more. I mean, like I said, I guess, Opath, another one I just mentioned, it's like, some would argue, like change the name some, you know, you could fit it in there, but um, either way, but um, back to just like the album though, another thing, I guess in that same vein, I guess, you know, with the progression and, and the changes that I noticed, like first listen that I was like really cool or really into was like, the uh the vocals i was like i i i I'm, I'm hearing all these different vo- voices and vocals and i was like i had to go back i stopped i went back and i was like were they doing this before you know did i hear all this before and like definitely not so what how did that come about like wh- what was going on with that it's awesome i think
3: yeah i'm i'm glad you noticed that because we did spend a ton of time on the vocals um in this album in particular and I think it really just came down to, like, all of us wanting to experiment and also feeling totally comfortable experimenting and, like, seeing what everybody thought. Um, And also, I think the vocals, it came down to us just wanting to, like, make the recording process more fun. Um, And, yeah, I, I think just the the variety of of styles um on this album really just comes down to that we wanted to make it fun we tried new stuff and if it sounded cool then we kept it and it was kind of just like a wild time for for everyone present (laughs) during the vocal recording
0: (laughs) what did you guys do just sit down with certain parts and just have different ideas for different things and go wild with it Or, or, or like how did that work
1: yeah, part part of it was definitely that, and like, I, as you mentioned, like there are there are just like some completely new sounds on this record in terms of the music, and it it became a question of like, do our normal vo- vocals like work for this? And of course they would work, but it's like, is there something better? I think it was partly that, um, and I also think just arriving at a place where we aren't afraid to like show our, our individual personalities a bit more on the record and that that to me is is one thing that's like a huge departure on this record in comparison with other ones where it's like we're, we're doing very accepted styles of vocals in the past and it, it's interesting because i think on honestly kind of like death too i think there's another parallels that if you listen to those records like his voice is constantly evolving too right and I think listening back to the chills or something, or the demo, it's like, yeah, our vocal styles are also very different as they go forward, and so I think there's part of that natural progression there, but also part of this, like, this feeling of safety that I don't have to, I don't have to do the scream that everyone expects that has been accepted by the metal community, you know? Like, we can can do some things that are uniquely us, and it's obvious it is me doing it, and no one else sounds like doing it that way, you know, It's and being unafraid to kind of t- step into those shoes. I think of having a more like unique sounding voice, um, and a voice that is, that's recognizable. And I just think that's part of the power of the album too. It's like, we're all, we're all just, we're all stepping into those to who we are and not like hiding behind what metal conventions are and like what, what sounds appropriate or what doesn't on a metal album.
0: Yeah, it's uh, very cool. It's It makes it more interesting and really fun. It's fun just to listen. It's fun just like you could just listen to just that, you know, when you're listening to it and just kind of hearing like what you guys are doing, like the wild stuff on each of those tracks, but uh, it really adds to the variety of it. So I think that's awesome. For and I don't sure. think... Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I just said for sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and I do, I. I... One of the other things that I think is happening with the vocals too which not a lot of people have have commented on yet but i think just like rhythmically also they're a little more wild than in the past mm. um and i think that's something that there's maybe like a, a silent element of, of the vocals that that makes them stand out more too it's like we've, we've come up with these like kind of absurd patterns and rhythms of singing as well behind the music and like kind of weaving into the the riffs that I don't hear many bands doing at this point. Um, and I think that kind of adds to the, to the feeling of it being more of like the vocals being another instrument, as opposed to just this is, this is like the the standard growl that accompanies the music to add atmosphere, blah, 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 you know,
3: I think there's also, I don't know if I can explain this well, but I feel like sort of in terms of coming into our own, and, like, I feel like all the variety and intensity is is a result of, like, um, actually, I'm not sure how to say this, but, like, I feel like the vocals on this album are, like, just, they're, like, very powerful or something. And it's almost like the, it's like the the emotion of the music is finally being, like, fully expressed. Um Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, for sure, is, yeah, yeah it's, that makes it's, sense. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Finally, the like power of the riffs is like matching and being channeled through the voice. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think it's
1: there's like a there's a life to a lot of the music that we're doing that um, a lot of bands like intentionally aren't doing. It's like a lot of death metal bands want it to be kind of like death focus I guess you know it's dark it's brooding it is like sinister whatever and I, I do think a lot of our music does have this life to it and this energy to it um, that are the other bands I just think aren't really considering and I think you said that perfectly Damien it's like the, the vocals are finally breaking out of older styles I guess and breaking out of kind of being like a little bit uh, not muted but downplayed a little bit or like in the background a little bit more and i think they do communicate this the
3: same life and the same energy that's happening yeah there's like new emotional heights that are being reached (laughs) yeah and damien also
1: in the studio just somehow has crafted like 10 different screens like i don't know how i don't know how he did it or how it happened but I just remember sitting there with, like, Jamie as we were recording, just laughing, like, laughing our asses off. Because every song would just be some entirely new, like, personality and voice. Just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like King Diamond, but in, in like, screams as opposed to singing, you know? Right. Which right. I honestly, I'm, like, thinking, thinking on this, like, I don't know many vocalists that have varieties of screams other than, like, they have a high and a low, you know? That's it it's a high scream or a low screen, but Only Lord just, Worm. yeah, mm. Lord, Lord Worm is the one that comes to mind,
0: but <laughs> yeah. Plus like, you pair it with both of you guys who each have unique voices and then you're mm-hmm. mixing in all these other voices and whatever effects on some of them, you know? So it just adds even more, but like also like after the last one, there was like a few extra clean vocals on it. And I, and to be honest, I just kind of thought, well, maybe they're going to go down that road more, you know, but if anything, maybe less on this one and just more other voices, which was just like an unexpected uh, turn that I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting.
1: Yeah. I I think part of that is because we're so much in service of the song and like vocals, vocals and lyrics are something that we always come up with after the music is done. And I think honestly speaking, like it's the reason there's, not as many clean vocals or not more Um, It's just because we didn't think the songs like wanted them there (laughs) in a weird way you know it's like this this didn't the songs that have them in the moment was like this is calling for a clean part we're gonna put it in and it's gonna sound great and it does and then everything else like there just isn't room i think and for anyone i guess interested in like songwriting in general i think that's that's just kind of our practice it's like we never really set out to Force the song into any shape, and as the, as the song takes its own shape, we we just follow the trail. We follow its lead. It's like okay, this would sound cool here. This wouldn't. And like there was certainly never a moment where we were like, we got to not do too many clean vocals or something. Yeah. If every if every song was like pre and hymn and uh uh the the opening track, then there'd be more clean vocals. Yeah. You know? Just just didn't turn out that way.
0: I get it and now I've got something else to listen to is the uh the rhythm the rhythmic patterns with the vocals because I yeah I hadn't noticed that but I'm excited to go back and and kind of dissect that um another big thing was uh maybe we could just break down a couple of these tracks but uh track four kind of you know the intro and track four with you know the instrumental one aurora neoterica I think is that maybe how you could say it but uh that one just really blew me away too because it's just so different, uh, really fresh sounding. I mean, where were you guys coming from with that? How did you guys write that one? Where'd it come from? Just like anything you can give me on that one because that was a big one when I first listened that blew me away.
1: I honestly, as as far as I can remember, I honestly think it all started from Alex playing like the bass lick in the beginning of that song, just like the boom, boom, yeah. <laughs> And I think it just happened completely naturally honestly like we had been we had just been rehearsing the song before um Neon Leviathan it's funny cuz it's like I, I like don't even have a grasp and a handle on like the song titles yet cuz it's like it's not real to it's not real to me yet cuz it hasn't been released it's, it's funny I'm like stumbling over what the songs are even called um but I remember we were like intensely rehearsing that song cuz it is it's a pretty fucking hard song to play actually Uh, with the rhythms in that song Mm. um and we came to the end and he just started playing that thing it's just one of those moments which happened a lot on this record where we we just kind of jammed it out and kept going completely unscripted and that's how that started it's like oh this is really cool it sounds particularly amazing coming after this really chaotic song um and we built it from that like it started with that lick Damien and I started playing random acoustic, like, nice-sounding things over it, and that's how it began. And then we jammed on that a couple times, and eventually that
3: turned into kind of its own beast. Yeah, just to further expand on that, like, I think on this album... So these sort of, like, jammy parts are something that, I don't know, we kind of do just when we're, like, rehearsing or something, um, practicing for a gig, because, I don't know, we're just, like... Musicians that like to experiment and sometimes you like to jam Um, But I feel like on this album, uh, we we sort of captured that um, That element of our playing together like with that instrumental and then also with exogenesis Those are songs that were that were like really foundationally built on like random jam sessions that just occurred spontaneously and like i mean we always have riffs or songs that that like are spurred by something like that like a spontaneous riff but but the whole like idea of those songs is like really like it's almost like a jam session that has been captured to tape and and put on the album and i feel like it's the first time we've uh we've done that
0: it's cool that's probably why it feels so uh what's the word (laughs) exciting is a stupid word but like uh i don't know there's like a there's like an energy to it maybe that's what i'm looking for and that it really does feel that way like you can you can hear that it was just like you guys jammed that out like it does not sound like something that was like super planned out by one person or something like that like all the parts coming together and, and it just makes sense the way you're saying that. And I'm sure that's some of that magic that you capture just by like all being together, writing that, which is so cool. Cause I mean, a lot of bands nowadays, it's like, you're, you're really just doing it remotely and, and that works great for a lot of people and stuff, but there's gotta be like a magic with like getting in the room, feeding off each other and just like feeling the energy of it. You know, I would imagine and it makes sense that that one was like that and the other track on there. I, th- I think that's awesome.
3: Yeah. And, and what you just said, um... I mean, for this recording session, we almost went backwards. Like, instead of recording every instrument separately, not, not even remotely. Like, we're we're in the same studio, but like often you record the drums first, and then the guitar, and then the bass, and then the vocals. But on this album, in in honor of trying to make it more fun, uh, a lot of the recording we tried to do together as much as possible. Like recording at least one of the guitars at the same time as the drums and and the second guitar would be playing along too maybe it wouldn't be recorded but these were like you know full band recording sessions um so yeah
0: so how did you guys like doing it like that did it seem like it really helped
3: yeah definitely
1: yeah for sure it was it was, it was much more of like a I mean, I think, for like, we've always been good at playing together, honestly. Um, and in ways that I think just because of our backgrounds, like, a lot of metal bands just don't do, like, I think a lot of bands don't get together and just, like, we're going to jam for 20 minutes, like, truly, not yeah. nothing scripted, whatever. Um, and we've been doing this for many years, but I think recently, probably within the past year or two, we've, we've gotten to a, a point of comfort with that where... It just made sense. It's like we we have this thing that a lot of bands couldn't do together, and like we need to be recording it. We need to be recording this. We need to be approaching it in this way. And, and as Damien said, some of those jam tracks, like we were kind of. I mean, of course, we knew how the song went at that point because we had, we had finalized it. But a lot of those takes that you're hearing are technically still like jammed takes. It's just loosely based on an idea. Whereas in the past, everything was very much like, this is exactly how the riff goes, you know? Mm. Um, and that, that's how we got some of those things to sound that way. It's because some of those takes are just purely spontaneous, a controlled spontaneity, maybe. But yeah. Um, and funny enough, if you see us live now, for some reason on this tour, we broke like the most strings we've ever broken playing live like every single night either damien or i broke a string i don't know how that happened maybe the heat or something and slowly but surely i think the jamming is actually kind of becoming a part of the live set and it's something i would love to explore more um Mm. and but like on tour for example one of us breaks a string like the other three of us were doing a full instead of just sitting there like telling horrible jokes like happens at every other gig it's like we just jam we jammed for seven or eight minutes and really? the shows where that happened like people came up to us afterward and were like that was my favorite part of the set like oh my god it was crazy That's and cool. like thought we had planned it and i was like nah he just broke a <laughs> string and like we had to figure it out you know <laughs> um but i think one of my b- big takeaways from the tour is is thinking about incorporating those things into the set and adding this element of like every night that you're seeing the band there is something happening that's entirely unique and irreplaceable and something that was only for you I guess as an audience member and it's, it's just I, we're on to some cool things I guess is what, <laughs> what I'm getting at here but um, yeah.
0: and I mean, I'm excited death metal to band, see where it goes I mean what other I, I can't think of any other death metal band or I don't know I mean I don't think I've ever seen an extreme metal band in general that's just up there jamming so that's like uh pretty cool i would love to see that i'd buy uh i'd buy uh any jam tape you guys put out or whatever uh, (laughs) i love those parts of that album man it's it's great and i'd love to see that live see that's that's
1: the the grand scheme will be to to actually have live records like worth buying yeah like like there's stuff that i'm not going to hear anywhere else like i can't it's not just the record being played
0: back you know right right that's cool um it's kind of a different uh question but you, I'm sure all of you guys in the band, you guys have your shared tastes and things like that. Um, how would it be? How do I want to phrase this? I guess how would it... Okay, how about this? If you guys were each kind of like were to just do your sol, a solo project, you know, compared to like horrendous, like how would that sound? I guess the reason I'm asking that is just to see like how each of your guys' tastes or, you know, background kind of forms horrendous since you guys are such a collaborative band, um, and to where those kind of different vibes come from. Like I don't know if you can answer that at all, like what your guys' own project would sound like based on your biggest probably musical passions
1: an impossible question (laughs) Um,
0: or just think of it like just honestly just like what 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 each of your guys's biggest thing you're what each of you are bringing to the table the most like whether it's a genre outside of you know whatever it is like taste wise and how that kind of comes together because i mean i'm just assuming you guys aren't all totally into the same stuff
1: yeah definitely definitely not uh, not all the way but i think there's tons and tons of overlap between everyone um like you you talking about this is just making me laugh thinking about the the kiss records that are like they each each band member did a full album in this in like the mid 70s <laughs> right, or something right
0: right right if
1: we're if we're if we're around for like a, a ninth or 10th release or something it'd be great to do that actually it's like the, <laughs> each for each person's <laughs> version of the record yeah um I I think my honest answer to that would be, I don't, I don't know, like barring Damien, maybe like, I don't know if any of us could even conceive of doing it like completely alone. Um, I think we've gotten to a point as a band where it's so everyone has like this absolutely perfect like function and like, there's never a case where like, someone comes with a song and it's done and it's like all right everyone else learn it you know and, I, and i've been in bands before where where there's that's kind of what happens it's like all right i wrote this song let's learn it um it just doesn't happen that way and i would imagine if we if we approached it in that way it would it'd probably be a mess and and be horrible honestly honestly but um I don't. If I had to choose, and I was doing a solo like metal album, I'm sure it would end up being much more like thrash, traditional metal, or something. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anything from Jay, you guys or no? Does that make sense? I mean, like, there. there's there's so much of that <laughs> in you, the sound. Like it's, it's a now like, you gotta <laughs> say it.
2: I just know
3: what do you, I just know what Damien would do, but I want him to say it. Gotta <laughs> so um, admit it. Yeah, I. Well, it's funny going to what Matt said. Yeah. I I definitely feel like spoiled now. Um, and I feel like I wouldn't want to do a one man project, but if I had to, it'd probably be some sort of melodic death thing. Um, Hmm. but I've also had like weird ideas of, of doing an album that was like entirely just like acoustic interludes. Um, Something that you would expect on a metal album as like an intro or something, but like that is the whole album. <laughs> hey, you you like
1: shouldn't have said that on here. Someone's gonna steal that idea. <laughs> Not a bad idea, probably. Yeah. probably. yeah, you have to find some of the very yeah. fancy fancy word for interlude. And that's like what the album's called.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, for me, I don't have the
2: because I don't have the guitar playing capacity to do anything like remotely related to some you know stuff horrendous plays i would i would be forced to do something more primitive so i don't know what <laughs> i don't know what that would be but i would
1: be have pure, to think about it truthfully yeah you pure like celtic frost worship yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah i don't know <laughs> that i could do
3: <laughs>
1: also he jamie jamie's also lying because he his first instruments were i mean bass technically but bass and guitar so it's, it's not entirely true so.
0: yeah do, do you got do you feel like um, just based off that like Damien like with like if that if like the melodic stuff you know is a big part of your taste or like like Matt you were saying like some of the thrash or like the heavy metal stuff does that show up with like when you guys show up to jam this stuff too is it like a lot of times Matt's throwing in some of the thrash riffs or maybe Damien's got like a cool melodic part or, or does that not even matter is that not how it happens
3: um, yeah I mean that definitely happens <laughs> Um. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like when we're composing, I sort of always have an ear open for like what sort of harmony can I throw in there. Um yeah, I don't know. And Matt I mean, Matt can speak for himself, but yeah, he he write definitely writes some thrashy riffs that I would never conceive of. So <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um what about uh like it's gotta be cool too having Like a brother in the band I mean there's a lot of big bands like that that where there's like that chemistry you know between two brothers in the bands you can think of the big ones like Sepultura or Gojira Pantera a lot of I mean a lot of those groove based bands especially you know but uh, is there like an advantage of that I mean you guys grew up together probably played music for a long time is there a lot of uh, how does that work with you guys
2: yeah I mean I I think the biggest advantage is just that we always had someone to play music with. Like you're never playing by yourself, you know? And that spurs you to keep doing it and to keep practicing and to keep pushing yourself. I think if you're by yourself, it's a lot harder to practice versus when you have someone else that's depending on you. And it's like, we said, we we're going to practice right now. Let's go do it. You know? And also like, there's the advantage of like, different bands we would get into we're constantly showing each other and like our musical vocabulary is expanding perhaps faster than other people that are by themselves might
1: yeah agreed on all fronts and man at this point we've been playing together for like 21 years
0: probably Hmm.
1: yeah something crazy like that some scene amount of time Um, and I do, I do agree with what you're saying, Jay. It's like, I think playing with other people is also a skill. And like, yeah, I don't care how good you are if you've never played with anybody else before. It's, It takes a long time to really be able to communicate like that, I think. And not just that, I do feel like he and I have, by this point in time, like we don't even have to say that much if we're songwriting together. It's like, I play something he knows exactly the beat that i want and if he doesn't know what i want then he knows something better that i'm like oh damn and i don't have to say anything anyway it's like <laughs> oh yeah that's better than i was thinking and like sometimes it just happens that way we're like instantly it's it's the game has changed i think it's something that we're coming with and we are really lucky to have had that i just i think the hardest thing to do as a musician is to find people that that want to embark on a project with you And I've
2: always had that.
0: So, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Just coming from the outside and looking at bands that have that, it just makes sense. Like you guys would have your own language, basically, and it's it's cool. And yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, I guess just to wrap up on like the on the new album and everything, how uh, how do you feel about it? Like, just compared to the last one, like, have people's reactions changed at all? Because like the last album i i absolutely love and it but it took me longer to get into because it was a very complex album you know and uh like when one of my co-hosts on the on the podcast when we do it i don't know if he ever fully got into it i remember he listened to it and he was like it's good but he he listened to it a couple times or maybe once and i think that album demands more and uh you know, a lot of people, that's what they do now is they listen to an album like once maybe or whatever, or twice, you know, and if it doesn't click, then that's it. But, but with the new one, it was it was like a more immediate thing for whatever reason. But uh, how, how do you guys look at it compared to Idol?
2: I think we tried to make it a lot more immediately fun and gripping to a degree. Um, so I do feel like <clears throat> Idol was maybe less so than our previous records. And like, that's not to say Idol doesn't have lots of great stuff about it, but that you know, that one aspect was missing and I think I think we missed having it there too. Um so we set out to like try to resurrect that level of of immediacy, let's say. Um but also to not lose our like you know, the level of complexity that we've been working with the last couple of years to try to like meld the two. So I think I think that's what we ended up
1: trying to do in terms of the goal. Yeah, I, I for what I'm really proud of doing exactly that and I, th- I think that's what the record is it's like it isn't compromising or sacrificing any of the complexity the technicality like the progressiveness though i kind of hate that word but of of what was on idol um but also brings it back around to like inherently the music on the records before that was just a little more fun and enjoyable um and, and i honestly don't think like idol wasn't necessarily meant to be an enjoyable record i think it, it was from the start it was it was intentionally um a little more of a labyrinth than what we had done before and i do i definitely have like a small chip on my shoulder about that record and how it was received it was like everybody liked it and thought it was good but um i do think there were a lot of people that it just kind of washed over and didn't click you know um so it's been it's been really nice with this this album cycle hearing everybody's really into it and thinks it's really fresh and it just confirms that that we really did succeed and in, in what we were trying to do and sending those hooks out i think again to people to get them in from from like the first note um and maybe that was i don't know maybe that was unkind of us on the last record it's like <laughs> we're kind of punishing you a little bit and like forcing you to sit and, and take the time to absorb it um and we just kind of threw that out the window this time. Maybe the new one will convince some people to go back to idol, you know, that didn't really give it a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Well, see. I that's think what, so. that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping like five years from now, yes. like, Oh, it's idols completely genius. And, yes. And, <laughs> that's exactly everything what else I was is say. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll happen. Mark my words. It's going to take sure. some
0: time. But. It's just one of those albums. Like it's just a classic example of that. I, I truly think that I was thinking that just earlier, like, I just think that's how it works. I mean, if you put it too much of a complex album out and, and people don't sit down with it long enough, then they might pick up something that's just going to be like a really digestible one. And it'll take time to come back around to it. Cause there's just no denial. Like it's a great album. There's no fucking way you can't, if you listen to it and really sit down with it, I don't think you can say it's not. So I'll be watching, you know, five or 10 years, whatever it takes.
3: <laughs> I, th- I think it's especially hard these days just because there is so much stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, It, it, you really, I mean, complex albums that take time to digest can exist, but your chances of people taking the time to do that are uh, dwindling away as the years pass. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Um, All right. I don't want to go on for too long. So, what if um, we mostly end up with just like some stuff that uh, maybe newer stuff you guys have been, if you guys have listened to anything new metal this year or or new to you metal or or whatever, if there's anything like that for you guys? trying to think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was praying for someone else to take this question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's not this year, I will say I thought the newest
2: Cynic record was probably a year back or so. I thought that was really, really interesting and really cool. Um, which I don't... That's Those are words I don't usually use for a lot of new records. I think the fact of the matter is a lot of bands just kind of just put stuff out and it is what it is, but... That one, I thought, you know, Paul's working without two of the main people that, like, helped drive his band. And he still put together this wild, um, this giant picture, kind of, like, using his tools and, like, some new ones that it still feels like a Cynic album. But they it felt like he was trying to do something different intentionally. Number one, to not, you know, probably somewhat respecting, you know, the guys that are gone, not trying to, like... You don't want to have someone come in and just like try to play the exact baselines of Sean Malone, right? I feel like, so I feel like he did a good job of of going somewhere new, um, without those two guys. And I, I don't know; I found it much more interesting than almost
1: anything in the last couple of years, truthfully. Yeah, I, I do think so I'm kind of like trying to jog my mind here, and again, not like brand new, but um. I am always impressed with Imperial triumphant too.
3: Mm.
1: And like, we played with them so many times by this point that we, we know them all pretty well, but I just like how unique their, their music is. Um, and again, I I don't think that's an easy band to get into or or to listen to in any way, but, um, right. It's nice to hear that. Nice to hear things moving, I think, and things, things taking, taking new turns and going in new directions. Yeah. I do. I have one more actually that I thought of, um,
2: so the, the last Dark Throne record I thought was okay, but if you go back to Eternal Hails, which is just last year, it's not that old, um, I actually thought that record was pretty great. I thought because they're a band at this point that just very much does whatever the fuck they want to do, obviously. Um, and just, you know, there's, there's certain kinds of metal they like, certain kinds they don't, and they just without being a worship band, I think, tr- funnel the things that they love into you know, yeah. through their like black metal-ish sound. And I think I don't know, they ended up with a record that I feel like sounds nothing else really sounds like in a weird way. Um when I first heard it, I was like, this I thought it kinda sucked actually. <laughs> it was so, so weird. But I, I kept going back to it. Eventually I was like, you know what? This is actually one of the cooler releases in, in some time. That's cool. So Eternal Hails, yeah.
0: Damien anything?
3: Uh <laughs> no, I, was hope, I was hoping I would slip by. Um, yeah, I, I haven't heard too much new stuff. Um, I, yeah, a, a lot of the stuff that I listen to is are things that I'm, like, actively producing, like, mixing mm-hmm. or mastering or whatever. Um, so, um, actually, one of those, um, an album I mastered was uh, Hell Ripper's new album. Oh, and actually, yeah. I thought that was pretty great. Uh, Mad Night. we were listening to it. I gave him a sneak preview um, while we were like driving to some show. I forget where that was, but um, yeah, that was yeah, great. We enjoyed listening to that one. Yeah, that was that was
1: fantastic. I can <laughs> say too. We'll we'll put this uh, file this under the category of I'm waiting for new records from these bands. But I've, I've always been a big Arancipa Pazuzu fan. And mm-hmm. um, i do not when that last was probably like four years ago at this point, but. Everything about them I love, just directions that they kind of went in. Um, which to me it just sounds like like a, a black metal ish like kraut rock band or something. It's really cool and actually scary, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was a huge fan too, and still am, of uh the band Emptiness. Hmm. Um which is I mean, they're not really metal anymore, but Everything they've done since Nothing But The Whole," I think, is what that record's called. Um, through, like, their newest one, I think is fantastic. I'm eager to hear what they do next. And shout-out, of course, to, to personal buddies, Blood Incantation, um, mm-hmm. who've been doing wonderful things for years now. And I was... I mean, I knew about this a long time ago, but was still shocked when I heard of, of the... All ambient synth project that they were doing. I just think it's cool that they did it and went for it, and like for the most part, people kind of accepted it. You know, I was I was expecting there to be a little more backlash when that happened, um, and it didn't. And I th- I think it does work with the overall vision of the band um, and what it is that they're trying to, to create and conjure. And I just thought it was just one of those moments where it's like it's so fucking cool that you guys had this vision and stuck to it and did it and it works and I think especially like seeing I don't know if you saw the like live performance of it in, in the theater in Denver but no. when I saw the video when I saw the video of that I was like oh man this is, this is so cool that they, they pulled this up
0: wow. yeah I gotta um, watch that
1: and I do know they just finished recording so I'm excited to hear what it is that they're what direction they're going and and, and uh where else they're going to take the sound because I, I think they're at at a point in their career where it's like what's next you know
0: yeah, um, they keep talking about taking all the things they've learned and i'm sure they're just going to add in that ambient stuff and all that they, yeah. they've done i'm excited too I for sure cool. that's,
1: that's what i'm hoping so i'm my my eyes are my eyes and ears are peeled for sure for whatever that they whatever they did in the studio maybe i'll try to bug paul a little bit to hear some <laughs> some like secret demos <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um, I got all right. one, got one go more ahead. real quick, just yeah,
2: because it, it is actually new. the The new Thanthafaxith album
0: mm. I thought was,
2: granted, I'm still wrapping my head around it. Cause it's Same, very, it's off the wall, but it is seems very cool so far. Um, that's the most recent one that I've been trying to check
1: out for sure. I'm glad you said that. That completely slipped my mind, which is funny because we've been like we've been back and forth with them recently, trying to like put shows together. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry to the fan of guys for forgetting
0: about you. I'm glad you mentioned that too. Cause I, I, I for, kind of forgot about it and I loved it, man. It's like, that was, it's like one of those albums that you, you're listening. And if you're not paying attention, it's like, I kept going back to like, wait, well, what the, like, what are they doing right now? You know? And in such a good way. So that's great. That's good. Um, Okay, there was a couple questions that uh, uh, listeners were asking me to ask and I don't really know much about either of these, but uh, someone had said a favorite Daniel Warren Johnson comic. I don't know if one of you guys are a fan maybe.
1: Oh I, I can answer that one. Yes. Yeah, okay. so I uh, became friends with him honestly like kind of by chance, but he someone like tipped us off on our Instagram that he had written he had put like a horrendous logo on one of his comics. Mm. so i was like oh shit so we like reached out and i talked to him and ended up hanging out with him in chicago which was really fun um and have been friends ever since and even did some some artwork for us on the new record it's like not in the in the record packaging itself but he did like a, a limited edition like poster thing um but for him that is a tough call i mean i can't because the comic Murder Falcon, which sounds ridiculous, but because it is about like heavy metal music, I think ultimately about the love of, of metal music and like the why, like, why are we doing this? Why does this exist? I can't, nothing else can top that for me, but I did really like his newest comic book, uh, which is like wrestling themed. It's called Do a Power Bomb. And I'm like not, I have a lot of friends that are hugely like resurging into the, the professional wrestling world. Um, and that's not me, but I, I really did love his, his new work on that too.
0: Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, and then this one is another kind of off the wall one. I don't know, but favorite strung out album. And are you guys, or are you still active fan for whoever could be a strung out fan? I guess. <laughs> yeah, <and that's laughs> I mean, fun. I like there's some of their older stuff, so I know the band, but I, I, maybe one of you guys are
2: for a long time. I was using <clears throat> my, I didn't have a, I didn't have my own drum kit for many years, um and i just used my buddy's close friends kit um and there was a among other things a strung out sticker on the bass drum <laughs> okay so someone must have seen like a live picture so no, there's i've never mentioned that band otherwise <laughs> we're we'll writing her in this um uh. best one or favorite one i guess i'm kind of partial to american paradox um I guess if you don't know strung out, that's not going to mean much to you. That's an but, older
0: one, right? Um, Early one.
1: Yeah, it's like 2001, maybe.
2: I
0: think I remember um, that.
1: For us, it was like contemporary, but like once once we yeah. were getting into the bands, that was like right. the new record that came out. Like we were like is,
2: 14 or 15 when that came out, probably. Um, but I think that was a cool. I feel like they had like morphed into like a mature form of what they were destined to be, and I, I feel like the. I don't love a lot of their newer stuff, honestly. I feel like a lot of the newer stuff are just are like riffs off of that sound, but not as good in a way. Um, and uh, "Twisted by Design" is the other super great one,
1: obviously that we have a connection to. Yeah, I'd say that's like the cool person. And the cool answer is probably like "Suburban Teenage Wasteland Blues," but mm. definitely, I like well. definitely was definitely was never yeah. my favorite. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's funny to me that I'm uh, at my roommate is actually like close by and he's he's like a huge strung out fan so it's like (laughs) part of me is wondering if he somehow like had a role in this i I doubt he would he's not a person that would ever go to the lengths to like ask a question on a blog like that but um hilarious that this question came up. yeah i i would agree i think american paradox is is the one that meant the most to me when we were like deep into listening to that band
0: right 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 okay um yeah i think that's about all the questions somebody was asking about touring you know but i know you know no one can ever say shit until it's announced so <laughs> i mean true, are you guys yeah. doing a little more touring this year maybe at all or, or, or no um
2: uh, nothing's planned right now we're talking about like next steps to get some stuff scheduled though for sure
0: cool cool i think that's it guys um i guess for anyone who hasn't uh well i don't know this will probably come out <laughs> Let's see it comes out next friday the album i put this out before then so for anyone uh has only heard the singles that <laughs> gotta listen to the whole thing because it's <laughs> so many surprises that'll be coming at you um beyond the great singles so i love it everyone should check it out and uh yeah good luck with the album release and then you know whatever touring you guys do thanks cool.
3: yeah thank you so much thanks right. a lot
0: yeah hopefully talk to you guys on the next one